Joan Esposito. Live, local, and progressive on WCPT 820. I'm joined by our Saturday host, Edwin Eisendrath. You can hear him every Saturday at 1 p.m. He does a show called The Big Picture. He uh, used to work in the Chicago City Council, and we've been talking about the comings and goings, well, the goings mostly, uh, in that august body. One I have to talk about one other thing that I've been reading about. The first time I read it, I was kind of like, "Wah huh?" And I'm, you know, today I had three emails announcing big press conferences. Bob Fioretti running for Cook County Board President as a Republican. Bob Fioretti, who was one of the very first people I interviewed when I started this show, he was at that time a Democrat. He was running uh, to be mayor of Chicago somewhere in the House. I think I have a Bob Fioretti uh, tote bag somewhere or something like that. Um, I'm a little bit puzzled by this. I'm I'm puzzled by why he would decide to run for Cook County Board President and why he would decide to do that as a Republican. Can you shine a light on that for me, Edwin? I, I Joe and I love you, but I'm surprised that anybody cares. <laughs> I mean, really, you know, Bob is a you can be addicted to things in politics. You can be addicted to running. And I mean, he's run and he's run and he's run. I guess the interesting question about running as a Republican, um, because there is an interesting question there. And and that is that the Republican Party, whether it's in Chicago or around the nation, has been destroyed. Mm -hmm. It was not strong enough as a party nationally to fend off the insurrection of Donald Trump, who took it over. Right. Yep. Um, and, there, and, and, and you can think of a lot of examples in our lifetime where people have people have had a path to nomination in the Republican Party that equally talented people would never have on the Democratic side because it's bigger. It's got a bigger talent base and it's much more organized. Right. So if you're feeling like, hey, there's no room for me to make progress on the Democratic side because there are other people who are talented and there are other issues like diversity or whatever else it is, um, uh, I can switch parties and, and, you know, make a name for myself as a Republican. Um, and you can. Uh, it's, but that's because so without commenting on Bob Fioretti, um, who's going nowhere, and there's no reason to comment on him. Um, What it does tell us is the bankruptcy of the GOP. And just as a political organization, it's too weak to have have developed potential candidates, right? It'll take people who can scream the loudest. And that's true all over the country. Well, speaking of the Republican Party all over the country, Uh, I know that Steve Schmidt, who at one time was John McCain's chief of staff, who has uh, first soured on Trump, then soured on the Republican Party, and then declared that he was a Democrat. I was thinking that somebody like Adam Kinzinger, maybe even Liz Cheney, I don't know, that Adam Kinzinger, at least though, would either start a third party to try to gather together the Republicans who still have old-fashioned ideas about what the party was or could be again, or that he would consider jumping ship. Because I don't see, I mean, he's a young man, I suppose he thinks he can wait it out. I don't see any near-term future for Adam Kinzinger as a Republican. 
So why do you think he and, say, Liz Cheney still cling to a party that has literally kicked them out, wants nothing to do with them? I'm puzzled by that. Yeah, there is no place in America for um, right of center, but not insane politicians anymore. And I wish there were. I mean, we Democrats will will corrupt ourselves and behave terribly if there's not another party holding us to account. Single party rule is a disaster, right? So you want to have a strong right of center party with which we can engage. They hold each other accountable and we can have arguments about what's the best path forward to solve, to, to move the country forward if we both want to move the country forward. We don't have that today. Today's Republican Party does not want to move the country forward. They, they, um, they know they don't have the popular support, so they're eroding the democracy. It's positively uh, inexcusable. And, you know, there is almost no historical precedent. I say almost because the Jim Crow South um, was one party rule and it wasn't a democracy, really. So th- th- there is some of that in our history. But um, so if you're Adam Kinzinger, if you're Liz Cheney and you are not crazy, you're a patriot, but you have right of center views, there's no room in the Democratic Party for I want to drill for more oil wherever I get the chance, as Liz Cheney does want to do, or I'm, you know, um, uh, Right. There's just no there's just no room in, on the Democratic side for that. There's a place to have that argument. But there there isn't a party for it anymore because the Republicans are no longer a conservative party. They're an insurrectionist party. And so they have no place to go. And the talk about starting a third party, John, well, what are you starting a third party for? I mean, you could say. I want to start a conservative party because there is no Republican. Republicans aren't that. Right. But all the talk we've heard about third party is is a fib. It says, well, the parties are so radicalized. We need a party in the middle. But frankly, the big Ten Democrats have been a party mostly in the middle. Their positions are resonating with the middle across America everywhere. And to their credit, progressives have convinced many people in America to move a little bit their way. Well, uh, speaking along those lines about perhaps the futility of a third party um, and also maybe people we don't need to pay attention to, like Bob Fioretti, Andrew Yang. <laughs> yeah, that's Andrew- what I mean. He's, he's part of this. He's part of this sort of fake third party. And it, 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 he wants to do it. But what do they stand for? Really? Uh-huh. I mean, whenever you've had a third party opportunity in America. I mean, it was, we launched a new party over the issue of slavery, right? And that was the Republican Party in the 1850s. And it became a new party over an important issue, right? So Andrew Yang doesn't have a big issue like like Abraham Lincoln did. He he doesn't. And the only issue he has is, I'm not these other two parties. And, you know, I'm sick of them. Right. Well, one is trying to save the democracy. So, Andrew, shut up. Get back here. Just because we didn't think you should be president doesn't mean you should abandon us in a fight for the democracy. I think that's just absolutely awful. Um, And and I think that after he's as I'm sure you've seen on social media, he's been put through the ringer by a couple of interviewers 
and and you'd think a guy who was going to start a third party would be able to answer some basic questions and yet in so many interviews i've seen reporters ask really obvious questions of somebody who is starting a third party and he just seems to be like oh well you know i'm andrew yang and you know like the other two parties don't work so but yeah but but answer my question well i can't really answer your question because i haven't really thought it through but i'm andrew yang uh <laughs> yeah it's appalling right it, uh, it, it, there's just no there's no good excuse for this um and i and i think the country deserves better so i you know again People who can't, who believe, who said he was a Democrat, he ran for president as a Democrat. He said he thought the, uh, he said I would support any of the people on this stage for president at the time, right? So you go through that, and then they don't pick you, and you take your marbles and go home. Okay, <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is just a national. I mean, he's got a lot more going for him than Bob Fioretti, but it's the same kind <laughs> of thing. You know, like, forget it. It, this is not America doesn't fall for this ever. It's just, you know, um, it's noise and it's distraction from a very real fight we are in. Because, yeah. um, you know, I mean, around the country, and, and I, I wrote about this this week, around the country there are hundreds, no, thousands of organizations. And they range from media organizations to sort of individuals with expertise who've decided that they're going to turn their life around and use it to help the democracy, to activist organizations about causes, to political organizations that, you know, all of them are stepping up. And I feel like that in this, this most divisive moment since the Civil War, there's also a great coming together of people who want to save the democracy. And it's a beautiful thing to see, and I think we will win. Um, but all over, whether it's, whether it's Republicans, Republican women who voted in Kansas to protect the right to choose, right? Or, mm-hmm. you know, the most progressive folks on the environment. Um, everybody has said, let's just make common cause and save the democracy, because once we do that, we can go back to arguing like we always yeah. do. But we have to save the democracy to do it. And it's a beautiful thing, and it's happening in almost every state. Well, I uh, thank you for taking time out of your day uh, to join me on the radio and uh, talk about... Can I say one thing? I sure. have occasionally, um, as I did two weeks ago, had the chance to uh, host when you're not there on your show. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of fun, and sometimes people call in who I don't always talk to, and it's kind of neat to hear new voices, some of the same ones. But you have um, an audience that really uh, is, they're big fans of yours. That's what they tell me when they call in. Well, that's very kind. I, I've actually, I've trained them. I've spent three years training them to say those things, and I'm glad that training has paid off. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Edwin. I appreciate it, and I appreciate your time. We are going to take a break for news, and when we come back, we're going to talk about Ukraine and Russia with Professor Joel Ostro right after this.